Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to Update USSA. We are here today. It's a double, double beautiful moment. Not only is it heralding the weekend coming our way, as always, we finish with the beautiful, the wonderful, the enigmatic Kitty McGowan. Oh, lovely to see you as well. <laughs> we are totally stoked on having uh, our friend Bert Fowles, who we met when we were fledglings, when we were just growing into our feathers. Bert, it is so good to have you on the show. It's an honor for us. And you're looking a lot younger than the last time. You must moisturize. I don't know. We talk after the show. We get some beauty because I'm going the other way. You're going the other way. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, David, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. And we've known each other for years. And I'm a big fan of Super Yacht Radio and Kitty. Um, and it's, um, it's just a wonderful time for the industry, especially as we're moving forward. And I really look forward to spending some time with you. And thank you for the kind words. You will always be young, David, as the 007 party we had in Monaco. You had the best outfit. And I'm sure you will repeat that this year. So you, you, you take hats off. You know, it's, it's a terrible thing when you look in the mirror and realize you can no longer put on a dress suit and go as James Bond. So I went as the, the evil... Um, Blofeld. Blofeld. Thank you so much. And uh, a big shout out to um, the Evans family who did my makeup. And uh, yeah, I must say, though, I was hot that night because that was a that was a warm costume. Yes. <laughs> so a great that's event. That's what Maeve said to Dave. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he was hot that night. <laughs> There's so much happening with IGY at the moment. Uh, we, we probably is. need an extended show to cover all this. A lot of exciting things happening. And you guys are going from strength to strength to strength. Well, can I start with uh, congratulations on the uh, St. Thomas's, I believe, uh, last autumn got the Supiot Marina Award. Yes. Yes. And uh, on behalf of the entire team and the uh, about 350 employees at IGY, we really appreciate that. It is hard earned. Um, as many of the awards in the industry are voted by our peers and also our crew. So we're very ecstatic with that. And um, I'll just throw out a movie quote. Uh, that's four times we've got the, uh, the uh, Super Yacht Marina Year of the Super Yacht Marina of the Year Award. And uh, in, I think in Fast and Furious when they said, hey, you jumped from one building to the other with a car. And the actor said twice. So we've done it four times. You must have uh, so we're very proud of that and appreciate the accolades. And all your team, they work so hard. I mean, I've, I've been blessed to be in a number of your facilities around the world. And they, and they work so hard and they're very dedicated, which is such a testament to the IGY culture. Um, and then the leadership there as well. So, I mean, that it, it definitely comes through in every aspect of every of everything you do, whether it's in St. Martin or Columbia or Europe or South Florida. Um, it's it really does really does show in that. So but I mean, it's going to be I'm, I'm really super excited to have Bert on the show. And, and it's um, I'm pleased that he's also represented on the U.S. Super Yacht Association Board of Directors. He's been our board member in charge of marketing. So all the great ideas and thoughts come from this brilliant mind. 
And he is our numbers guy. He is our numbers guru and always knows Ooh. what's going on in the industry. And we have so much to talk about today. <laughs> well, I, I remember the, 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 the USSA um, summit. summit and Bert got yeah. up there. And I was trying to write down these numbers. My head was spinning. And I was thinking, like, I'm just going to have to watch the video afterwards because this man knows his stuff well, and everybody else's stuff. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, Kitty, thank you for that. Um, I really have to commend the industry players in this regard. And I'll say it publicly, you and Kitty have the ability to really create an energy toward positivity for the industry. And I'll, you know, to give you an idea of the numbers, um, and I'll just, you know, touch on some of the trends to advance this and Kitty will keep me on track. As we saw lots at- of time today, Bert, normally I'm not the one going, <laughs> You got yeah. five minutes, man. Yeah, just you got to be five clear. minutes. So uh, for the David, first time ever, Bert, we got time. So you don't have to yeah. do the fastest two minutes in sports. We yeah, we, yeah, they, they, sandwiches. We're good to go. Yeah, that makes me scratch my head because Kitty and I have a very strong relationship on the board. It is a very time managed, executed discussion. So for the um, summit, which I'll be attending this year as well, I have five minutes. So. For me to sort of have the time, it's a bit unusual. So I know. yeah, let Just me relax. let me sort of give you the the, the scope as we as we walk through this um, for the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. So as we look at our first topic, latest trends on the super yacht industry, let me first give a definition, um, Dave, as an explanation of our market. Um, and some of um, the listeners may have heard this before, but our industry is a niche industry. Um, Right now, I checked this morning, active on AIS tracking are 5,344 vessels over 80 feet. So let me be clear. Active tracking has about 5,000 customers on the water, whether stationary or moving, in the private yacht market. That is a bit of a number that doesn't have context if I, unless I give you some additional data. So what that means is everyone listening um, on the radio or in our industry, our, mar- our target market is technically 5,000 active vessels. Now, produced, they're about 7,000 or above that total, going all the way back to you know, the early, very early days. Maritime law is one of the oldest laws. But to cut it to the chase, 5,000 vessels floating are our customers. Now, what's more interesting for the super yacht industry from a transient basis for the super yacht radio listeners, about a third of those are transient. So in the waters off North America, uh, we're looking at about 1,800 vessels as target customers. So of that 5,000, about a third move between point A and B. Make sense so far? Yep. Okay. So that sort of puts a scope and definition to what context we're speaking of for the super yacht industry. Now, from a growth standpoint, we launch collectively we launch about 200 to 300 vessels over 80 feet per year let me give you some numbers comparing that to other industries there are more iphones made per day than babies born wow yeah per day per day so can i just let our listeners know that bert is doing this off the top of his head he's not looking at books or googling (laughs) this man knows his stuff well you see and i'll explain how that came about but to give you an example further to that let me give you one that's a directly comparative industry luxury car makers like ferrari produce about seven thousand cars per year that's seven thousand 
compared to our market, it's 300. Totally different price points, but to give you the luxury component, Lamborghini makes less. Uh, Lamborghini makes about 11,000. So you know, these are this is Google research you can do. But what I'm saying is, the super yacht industry is a niche market, mm -hmm. um, and that's important when we discuss destinations, we discuss forecasting, we discuss demand um, and aspects of the industry. So this puts us at about a valuation of about $32 billion for Supriot. Um, that's the value of our industry based on goods and services and everything. We're about a third the size of the cruise industry. So a third the size with that. Now, over the years, because, and this is what's even more interesting, Dave. So I've given you the figures of the scope of the market. Now let's take it further. If we're looking at a corporate environment or corporate overheads to support data and research, there are um, 80 to 90% of the 6,000 companies in our industry are 80 employees and less. Yes. That's very important to remember. That means that most of us are worried about turning on the lights. We've got um, um, overheads that we have to manage very carefully. We have capital expenses. And this is what has allowed IGY specifically to look at data across the globe. We're the only super yacht network in the world. And I say that with pride with the entire team behind me in the sense that we're able to amalgamate data because we are servicing that specific customer niche. There are larger, comp there are larger marina companies. Um, in fact, some of the biggest ones you can just rattle off. Um, they've got lake marinas, they've got a lot of coastlines, but we are the only one specifically for the super yacht market. So hope I'm not boring you, but I want to give some context no. to the market as we sort of move to understand it. And you're and you're using super yacht being over 80 feet or I think what 29 meters. So that's, totally correct, that's been pretty, totally correct. traditionally that's the number that everybody kind of works with on on the word super yacht. Yeah, and then to add to what Kitty just said, I think a very important addition as we go through this conversation today is there's a couple words that I'm going to use scarcity um scarcity in the sense of the resources capable of dealing with a vessel over 80 feet as kitty has said you're dealing with a certain structure to be able to handle a vessel of that size what that means is docks that can hold and are engineered to hold a yacht and number two the depth of that so in a very fancy way of saying it we're not building any more coastline it's a pretty much that's it um you know there are anomalies like what can be done in Dubai and building and so forth. But what we're looking at here is a scarcity. There isn't nothing they can do. They can't yeah, do in Dubai. Yeah, that, that is true. You want to build an island? Sure, let's build an island. Build many. So <laughs> They're building coastline. <laughs> as, as, we're, as we're looking at coastline management and destination management, what we've got to put in context as well is the customer. And I think that's been a missing key conversation. And Dave, you and I have spoken on this many times. The customer is king and this is where you'll see my theme of the conversation and addressing the market that a customer involved in our industry deals with a niche market with a component part asset what that means is if you break the air conditioning in a super yacht or as kitty said a vessel over 80 feet if you break the steering the stereo it is all component parts so what comes into play is all of those businesses with 80 employees and less support an asset that could be from 30 million all the way up to 200 million. So 
as we're working through this this discussion today, I just thought it was important for the viewers to benefit from an understanding of when you're going into the market or you're a crew member, which is averaging about 33,000 per year, excuse me, 33,000 total crew exist from a rough estimation who keep our industry afloat from the water side. They're the ones that are on the boats and moving. And I think it's enlightening what you, what Super Yacht Radio has brought is many of the global eyes don't see the industry. They see the end result of our industry, which is the big boat, whether it's blue, white, black. But when you get down to who runs it, you know, a yacht doesn't show up. The crew shows up with the yacht. It's a very important tactic to take. One question I did want to ask, Bert. Um, one of the figures, I'm, I'm going to be off on this, but I think you said something like $32 billion was the value of the industry. Does that take into consideration also the value to local communities? So, for example, with the Fort Lauderdale show, um, the community around Fort Lauderdale, they make about a billion or something out of that e each year from restaurants to hotels to taxis, etc. Is that figure in included in that or would that be on top of, of that, that metric? That's a very good point. That figure would be included, but let me give you some context to that figure. So thanks to Kitty and the USSA, the, board, the USSA board actually, during my tenure at the Marine Industries Association of South Florida, we actually, uh, we own, the, the, excuse me, Marine Industries Association of South Florida owns the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, mm -hmm. um, which is executed by Informa, a wonderful event company, one of the largest in the world. Let me give you an answer to that, though. Back in the day, we needed a context to understand because the Super Bowl was coming to Miami. The Super Bowl brings in about $300 million to a destination, um, hotels, food. The Fort Lauderdale Boat Show every year brings in $500 million economic it benefit to local every community year. every year. So to say that once more, not the, the, the Super Bowl, as it goes around the United States, will bring in around 300. Of course, we could be off a couple, you know, 50 million or 60 million. But the context of what my discussion is, the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show brings in an economic benefit of $500 million every year to South Florida. Uh, most of it going to that car park just across from the swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from a logistical standpoint, uh, yes, it is. It is a high value target for um, for parking your car there. Very good point, D. Can I also ask? I'm, I mean, we've got the context of right now, but you know, with with Kitty and other discussions, we're seeing this huge growth in the brokerage side. With you know the next two or three years, so many shipyards are now already booked up. So, have you had a chance to kind of look at the projected growth because that will also presumably have a knock-on effect of that many more boats, therefore more places needed in marinas. I, and I make sure I understand the question. Was it specific to the growth of shipyards or the growth of marinas? We're More kind of the growth of the soup yacht industry. We're seeing this boom in in the you know brokerage side. Mm. Similarly, um, the charter side is really, really reviving this year, and we're seeing a growth in that. Have, have you had a chance to kind of have a look at coming forward in the next few years? 
what sort of growth will be happening and therefore what's going to need to be put in place in the industry to support that? That's an excellent point. Um, I will add it to this. Uh, and this is a trend you'll hear from me, scarcity. Um, the growth, let's put it this way. If we add 300 vessels today to the super yacht fleet, um, it now, let's say there's 6,000 active vessels floating in the water um, at the end of this year. There is a scarcity in respect to dockage. There's a scarcity in respect to the shipyard. Um, there's a scarcity in respect to the destinations. And this is a managed process. So in that sense, what, and remember, boating is not technically defined as yachting. Yeah, and, and this is an important aspect to view. Uh, from a brokerage standpoint, and this is what data allows companies to do so that you're able to ride the surfboard of forecasted demand, whether it's good or bad. In the sense, right now, boating is hot, no secret. However, when it comes to yachting, we've got a two to three year wait before a, um, a hull starts to when it's launched, in some cases, plus or minus. Boats, um, vessel yachts have to have a service regimen that is structured toward their classification. Um, they also have regular maintenance to do. So to add to the numbers of growth, let me give you the figures that, I, you know, this is, these are the fun figures. Your average owner spends 30 days on the boat. Let me answer your question. What you just said, the owner now usage probably went up by 10 days. So let's say he spends 45 days on that boat. Then that, that yacht has to spend a certain amount of time in the shipyard. So when you're looking at an annualized basis, when you see growth, we're pushing from one end of the spectrum, maybe more owner utilization, maybe more shipyard time, maybe more marina time. But as we're seeing growth as far as the industry for super yachts, it's positive, but scarcity is going to come into play. And scarcity is simply a math equation. What that means is, can I get my boat into the best marinas in St. Bart's during um, New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know, then you just spiral everything from there. Can you get into you know, the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show? Can you get into the Caribbean Charter Yacht Show that we're putting on? So growth is leading to change, specifically for a niche market, but we've got to work together to understand how do we maximize the value to the customer. The minute we forget, once you equate growth with, hey, there's more boats, that means more captains have to be trained. That means that fuel pricing has to be looked at, health um, aspects, crew training, provisioning. There's some really great companies, but we've got to manage that. And remember, from a point of view of 80 people or less as far as employed, in the industry from one company to the next, we're really dealing with managing demand and scarcity specific to a growing industry. And for, for an industry that's, we're not tech, we have aspects of tech, but we don't have the capital reserves to create the changes overnight. And I think that's probably our big, one of our biggest challenges we face going forward. Hope that answered the question. It does. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it, it's also one of the feedbacks of although there's uh, many different, obviously, there's many different aspects, there are parts of our industry that um, are slower to evolve and change, you know, that have been a little bit behind other parts of the yeah. marine industry. So um, kind of looking at that balance is going to be interesting over the next few years. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. If we if we look at the you know some of the points 
I worked with Kitty to cover on, on this discussion. That leads exactly to the next point. So when we're looking at Wait, before we, before yeah, we go ahead. The next point um, with in dealing with your conversation on scarcity and in the, in the traditional destinations, um, you know, because there's as you said, there's only so much coastline in Fort Lauderdale. There's only so much coastline in Monaco. There's only so much coastline in the Caribbean. But I mean, I think it's aren't. In your opinion, don't you see that then driving new destinations? I'm seeing um, we saw Costa Rica just implemented a new charter law that's attracting and they're building uh, more super yacht facilities in Costa Rica. Colombia in right downtown Cartagena is building a whole new market and, and they're, they're really focusing on nautical tourism. Australia is going crazy about building infrastructure and facilities there. And same thing in Patagonia and in, in Washington state. I mean, so I think whereas that the normal places that, that you're talking about with in terms of maxing out in those areas, I mean, look, we just we're building a new shipyard in Fort Pierce um, with plenty of deep water, no air draft issues and no challenges. And you wouldn't necessarily think of Fort Pierce as a super yacht destination, but it's beautiful new locations. So like the mother of, like necessity is the is the mother of invention and and in new adventures. So, do you see that trend continuing, or in in your mind, in terms of IGY, are you guys exploring new potential options on new destinations for super yachts? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, there's there's two answers to that specific point for for growth. The and I have to call out some wonderful destinations um, that are doing exactly that. Um, Saint Lucia. Um, Colombia, Panama, um, Mexico, they have really embraced uh, the growth of the market. So to, to build on what Kitty said, there is an aspect of scarcity in the key demand um, areas. They're not going to change overnight. Um, you know, the main draw destinations are, con- are going to continue to build on that. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The destinations, um, and this is so important, the destinations that are looking to attract mega yachts first need to look at their regulatory structure specific to the paperwork involved with charter, cruising, and destination management. And, and visas yes, recruit. Totally correct. Yeah. Um, you know, each aspect, and there's some wonderful companies out there like, like BWA and um, a host of agencies um, that, that work with vessels to um, achieve and create solutions to these challenges. But think about it. To the Superyard Radio listeners, you're dealing with an asset that is going to a different country every 10 days, every 30 days. So every, imagine taking a flight and moving your entire home. That's the um, def, definition here. So to build on what Kitty said, the first thing to look at to attract megayachts as far as a trend from a destination management is, and I hate to put it so plainly, but I'm going to do it among friends. How do you get the boat back? How do you yacht send shipping, the yeah. yacht transport industry has had the best year in decades. Yeah. So if you're, if, if you know, David Supriot, if you take David Supriot and say, I'm sending it to X country, what are the rules of charter? What are the rules of the crew entering and we have to put the cookies on a low shelf for the customer. This is not something where we want the customer to jump through a bunch of hoops. What we are trying to do is create an environment in a new destination where it is clear what the rules are. They are consistent with the framework and there are 
there is a full support structure for the yacht when they're there. When you're dealing with a vessel, exactly, safe. and and security. So w- filling in those sort of buckets, the trend as we go on to sort of look at the context of this discussion is regulatory framework, then infrastructure development, and the other point too I think is important is is capital uh, maximization. Um, a brand is more than just a Pantone color and a logo you look at. It's how do you feel about it? And I think when you're looking at destinations from a super yacht standpoint, as Kitty said with Cartagena, the Cartagena um, Port Authority came to visit us in Miami at one of our properties, Yacht Haven Grand Miami, and sat down with us to look at what aspects they needed to do for the destination. As Kitty said, if you're growing a destination, and you don't have the infrastructure to say to dock a, a, a mega yacht, um, super yacht radio team, well, can you anchor off and can it be provisioned correctly? And as Kitty said, how does that lead to security? How does that lead to the, you know, how long can they stay? So I guess driving home to a point, dealing with the largest, the, the key trends for destination management. And I think it goes hand in hand with marina management. It's almost as if you can take out the word marina and put the word destination management. And as Kitty said, plug in Costa Rica. They're looking at a regulatory framework that has been established. I know Panama is doing the same thing. So you're dealing with a regulatory structure, infrastructure development, and capital maximization. Now, capital maximization, you know, we speak with every month we get new marinas that come into play, but it's got to be, a, as Kitty said, a real benefit to the consumer to go there. Right. And you even see it in Australia. They've, they've recently redone their charter rules and they've made it easier for coming and going. And then unfortunately, they had done that right before COVID hit and then the island shut down. So yeah, but they still worked around it and they've developed a lot of infrastructure to be able to haul large vessels and made it easier for people to come and go. So that's clearly an understanding of an island that got all those points that you just stated, Mm -hmm. that they had capital asset management, they have a safe and secure environment, they know how to take care of crew, they have the facilities available to not only provide provisions and security, but for um, enjoyment and beautiful cruising. So so I think that, you know, I'm seeing a lot more of those types of trends um, in that environment that really do seem to be driving new markets and new opportunities for other places and to work outside of the United States as well. And we're already um, seeing a growth um, this year. Yes, without a doubt. And I mean, and speaking of like a big, big things happening, um, like we have some exciting things happening in the Caribbean and we have a new addition <laughs> yes. to that exciting things happening in the Caribbean with a big drum roll, please. Yes. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited. And thanks for the drum roll, Kitty. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is with absolute pleasure. The entire IGY family and the International Yacht Brokers Association are launching the Caribbean Charter Yacht Show December 9th to 12th. Um, we couldn't be more ecstatic. At the beautiful um, Yacht Haven Grand. Yes. And I repeat, four to, uh, we are the group is four-time four time. Super, four Super Yacht Marina of the Year Award winner. I'm and, sorry, um, my, my, my headphone went there, Bert. Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I, I can repeat that a couple times for you, Dave. Um, He's not all so, proud of that. <laughs> oh, I'm really proud. And this the Yacht Haven Grand team are just incredible. So we have the group has achieved Super Yacht Marina of the Year four times. And Yacht Haven Grand 
has achieved that designation three times. So we are extremely happy with that team, Phil Blake um, and Gilly Wanowich. Um, and I, yeah, and, and look, it, it all starts with our chairman. Um, we have an amazing yes. chairman who, whose energy is contagious. If you're in a room with him, uh, you can't leave, but going, hey, I better get that done fast. Yes. And uh, Tom Muckamal, our CEO. So to, to sort of expand on this to the listeners, this show was a ground up development toward delivering one thing, value to the customer. How do we drive more business to a vessel on charter? And um, I can expand on it um, for you know, some poignant questions from your team, but uh, it's just going to be an absolutely amazing event for charter brokers and yachts and owners to make money through their charter because we're looking at a different construct, a different show with a different vision to bring value to the customer. And, I think and in a different part of the Caribbean. Your timing is I mean, very interesting in, in that it's back-to-back -back with Antigua. So somebody from Europe who's traveling a long way to, to go to the charter show can now you know, enjoy and maximize that, that visit, which I... I think it was a very positive um, idea from you guys. Yeah, and I, I think you said the right word, maximization. Um, we are a show into itself, but I wouldn't even call us a show as much as more than an experience. Um, we have created a ground-up program to benefit brokers to get their vessels showcased to the world. And one of the key differences that we're offering is we are creating a 12-month relationship with every broker and every yacht that is in the Caribbean Charter Yacht Show. And I think it was important as we looked at the model, many of us have been to boat shows. That's how we met Dave. And what is so exciting is those relationships disappear. What happens is you go to a boat show. It's, um, in many cases, it's, you see a vessel and you're gone, or that vessel doesn't have a connectivity to the destination. We are creating a partnership that benefits the vessel 12 months through charter promotion lower cost to enter the show, a more niche approach to the show. And here's key, we're benefiting the charter broker to be able to showcase that vessels to the world's leading charter brokers, to the world's leading yachts. And as Kitty said, in a US destination. To add even further um, support to that, almost 70% of the charterers of the world are US citizens. Yes. And that's important to note that and, and yacht owners. Egg, well, Americans. that's a good point too. But from what we're trying to build is a benefit toward US, a US centric approach specifically for this show for the destination. We are a global company and make no mistake, there are there is of course there's presence for large boat shows. We're a big supporter of the Monaco Yacht Show and have been a huge supporter of the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. What we are creating are niche events with a, to a specific market at a specific time. And we're bringing on board some fantastic um, players to make this happen. We have on board Navy Beach, um, a premier restaurant here in the Hamptons um, that will be working with us on the chef competition. We have, um, uh, you know, an event management company that will be looking at all aspects of the on-site promotion. And of course, the IGY team uh, locally. And we've got a fantastic partnership with Nancy Bean, um, who is working with us. Um, she runs a number of festivals on the Northeast. So our goal is to say to the charter brokers, come and experience something totally different so that we support you 12 months of the year. 
And and so and so that's what that you're saying is going to be the major defining difference between the Caribbean yacht charter yacht show in St. Thomas and say the Antigua show or say the Barcelona show or or the any other charter shows around the, the country or the world. Um, is that is that you're saying is what's really going to distinguish this show from any other show? Yeah, it's a good point. I when you're looking at t- deciding what show to go to, I mean, we can discuss the tactics um, at another time or, or the, the super radio listeners can get the information from the website. But the key differentiating points are this. Why was this show created? This show was created for the charter brokers and the crew to showcase their vessels in an incredible environment to customers and consistency of the environment. It is a U.S. destination, so resources specific to, we have a wonderful partner in the USVI Tourism Board. They're, they're bringing an aspect of the culture. So it's a wonderful way to bring a different value proposition to say, how do I charter my boat? Not only if I attend this show and I show it to a broker, but IGY can support me for the entire 12 months. Now, if you know, not to get ahead of myself or the team, but we're looking at replicating this model to bring benefit, to change the industry, because we've got to come together in a way for the customer. So to say to Kitty, uh, you know, what makes this show different? Ask yourself, why was this show created by, you know, the only super yacht network in the world? We're creating it to drive value to the charterer. Now, specific to your question, David, we picked a time that is conducive to balance an approach for attendance for the U.S. and the European community. And once there, we're looking at f- about 46 vessels that we need. And we already have nine vessels signed up and a number of brokers. And we're only in July. Um, so we're pushing early registration so that we can even create more value and maximization through the great partnership we have with the International Yacht Brokers Association. And with being an international airport and an international destination, coming and going from St. Thomas is not a complicated prospect in any way um in any way um the flights are are numerous and it's key because when you're looking at we're offering lower registration costs lower dockage fees um there's all the fun filled activity you have a chance to win a go cycle you have a chance to win um a c bob and our itinerary is also being planned to maximize a real excitement toward the brokerage community so our itinerary is being specifically worked being worked on with eba so they were able to deliver what they want to hear when they want to hear it. And Dave, to answer your question, we look specifically at travel times to say, when can a broker come in and when can they leave without disrupting their world or their life in that regard? So it's a focused program. And then we've got all the benefits for the crew. We're doing special events um, for the crew at the end of the event, but also during. We have one of the best fitness facilities, um, I would say, in the region. Uh, for crew specifically. But what I'm trying to create is a momentum of excitement toward why this show was created, uh, and that is to benefit the charter customer, the charter broker, excuse me. I, I think and now, it's what a, about industry. Is there is there an opportunity for industry to participate as well, or is this strictly just for the brokerage community? It is for the brokerage community, um, but we're also, we have strategic in, uh, engagements. That's a fancy Burt way to say, we have very structured <laughs> terms for engagement with the vendor community. I think your team had a question, Dave. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, last year 
We had a number of discussions about yacht shows. I think the industry sort of stopped and had a look at the value or how we valued them. And did we have too many? Did we need to refocus how we were doing them? But one of my favorite kitty lines is there's nothing like the experience of smell and the taste of the yachts. <laughs> and so the taste I, I have an image of her licking the passerelles as she walked by each yacht. But I, I think particularly in the charter market, that experience of the yacht is so important. Yes. It it is not we can do it digitally, we can have VR goggles and everything else, it's but it, meeting the people. It, it's it's not the full yeah. experience of the charter, which I think is is why this is the yeah. the niche of the niche in some ways. It's also walking down that dock and seeing an old friend like Bert and then racing towards each other, arms out, big hug. <laughs> How you doing? Um and, and and I miss that, you know, it's it, 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 it whimsical in a, in a way, but that is one of the things I really enjoyed about the shows, not just the value of the show from from the commercial and the business side, but it's it's that occasion where, because we're dispersed all around the world, we don't get to see each other that often. And when you go to these shows, you bump into friends you haven't seen for for ages. And it's, and it's something I really miss. You don't get that digitally. Let me add to that. Let me add to that a little bit from the math side, because um, that was an excellent point that was raised. We're dealing with a sales cycle for charter. Um, your average charterer, um, charter broker, charter manager, charter house for an individual standpoint, let's say pick a number between seven to eight charters. Think about if, if we had to do a sale in a niche market and each of those sales was valued over $100,000. So you're dealing with a sense of trust um, and a charter broker has such a demanding job in that sense where you have very little room. Now, remember, you may take you a month, a week or longer, a week, a month or, or longer to generate leads to therefore push to a sale to get the deposit to make sure the boat's there. So I think what, what we were looking at from a value prospect for the Caribbean Charter Show is who else would you trust to support your sales cycle than a network that can support you for 12 months? And I mean, it gets down to the math, but at the end of the day, we're all in this business together and we know, Dave, when Super Yacht Radio came to me at the show, you, you communicated to me a vision for a specific niche. And I've said, well, it was there, but we worked together to develop value of the relationship. And some of the highest value we've spent is with you from your listenership. Now, when I bring it back to the charter show, as you're looking to plan your future for the season and you need to look at a 12-month support or even a two-month support, this is where IGY shines. Oh, excuse me. The show will shine because we're looking at a different approach to the sales cycle to say, we're not going to just leave you, get you in for a show, get your money for a show, have a great day. This has to be toward destination management, itinerary planning, availability, dockage pricing, fueling, provisioning, all of those aspects, because we're dealing with a high value sales target. You know, and I always say, if, if any one of us were to walk around a boat show, looking at the smallest center console, the smallest center console, we're dealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
So if we walked around or millions, these or or millions, I I didn't want to go that high because that's that's sort of Dave's realm. The hottest market in the, in the industry. So what I mean is if you walked around a boat show and saw only Porsches and Ferraris, what would your mood be? You immediately have no context to, Hey, this is, this is a a show of this. So here's my point at the end of the day. It's a sales process. How do we support brokers the best? How do we advance easy for them? And when I say easy, we're looking at all aspects from the customer side, specifically the broker, inclusive of flights uh, from Antigua to St. Thomas, inclusive of supporting the European brokers by if they fly into St. Martin, we're looking at activities on St. Martin for one night, then flying over via private air to St. Martin, uh, to St. Thomas return. So we're, try- we're pulling out all the stops to not just make this work for us, but make this work for the industry and change the model and bring value back to the broker. And that's such a proactive approach on on being able to really kind of restructure that whole concept of a show. I mean, Dave said it, it's like our industry is, 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 as you pointed out at the very beginning of the show, you know, a very small niche industry, but it's all about relationships. And it's those relationships that you build over time, as you're saying, it's not a one and done. It's that you come in, you're part of the family. You're part of the IGY family now. You're part of the IGY network. And it's that it's you're always going to be there. I know that if I have a challenge with anything, I can pick up the phone and I can say, hey, because I have this friend who's a relationship, who's got a marina here. What can I do? And that's how that's the strength of our industry. And I would definitely say that's the strength of the IGY um, network. And that's a, that's a really nice way of re kind of refocusing as, as Maves did that, you know, we kind of all took a pause last year and I think it's been kind of a great opportunity for us to kind of take all the stuff that we've been doing, reimagine it and put it out there better, more focused, more engaging for our customers and not just what works for us, but works what's best for them. And we all know that charter is the tip of the spear. That is the best way to get new customers into yachting to begin with. And I'm excited about having a new, a new destination to really promote. I mean, in my early years in yachting, Yacht Haven wasn't grand, I can tell you that. <laughs> and so um, I'm looking forward to coming down and seeing that I haven't been back in many, many years. But for those of you that used to go there, it is not at all like it used to be. It's absolutely spectacular. A four-time or three-time winner of the Marina Awards. But um, now where about um, as far as like hotels and accommodations? Is all that going to be close by, local? How is that going to work? Yes. Um, good question. What we have listed on the website, uh, we're making, we've already made all inroads with um, local hotels. So the information's on, on, on the website and, and not to sound like a, a radio show, IGY Marina. Well, we are a radio show. <laughs> yeah, IGY Marina. <laughs> dot com. The Facebook. IGY Marina. That's plural, not one. IGY yeah. um, We're very proud to say, and Kitty touched on a good point to your listeners. Yacht Haven Grand is one of the single most largest investments in the Caribbean. Um, and we're very proud of that. We are the we are the largest marina player in the Caribbean. And we are also extremely proud to be bringing this show to the market. So our level of investment and the commitment goes deeper than just the monetary standpoint, but also the commitment of the team there and what they've been what they've been able to do. But it's also for, for the yacht owner 
um, yeah. it's a great organization to plug into because you can go from an IGY uh, marina in, in one island to another island to another island, in, even into Europe. Correct. You've got, you can maintain that relationship going from marina to marina and um, with so many destinations. So for, for the yacht owner, it's, it's, it's a great organization to have a relationship with and the support that comes with it and the knowledgeable people that, you know, that, that we have in IGY. I, I have nothing to add to that. Um, that's exactly what IGY's ethos is. Um, building on exactly the ability. And this what goes back to sort of the, the, the discussion points here. IGY creates an easy process that is unrivaled mm -hmm. in the industry. Going from, an, it, think about it, 12 different countries, 12 different cultures, 12 different um, entry, uh, entry regulations, exit regulations. We have learned in many cases through, um, through just determination and through great leadership and a fantastic team, how do you make a niche industry into a, into a true brand standard element? Meaning to say your arrival, your arrival experience, your invoicing experience, your provisioning experience. Uh, and, and I throw this out to everyone. As you look at your daily life, what aspects are not corporate? You know, whether it's a microphone, whether it's a pencil, we're dealing with a corporate environment in many aspects that bring consistency and delivery of price, product, place, and promotion. And that's what IGY brings. Um, we're the only player in the market to be able to do this. And it's, it's the challenge, but it's also very rewarding because it's something of a new, you know, as a, as a player that's nimble, we're able to use our capital and our resources and our abilities to drive benefits to customers that think about it. In the huge in the huge networks of the world, would a five thousand market approach be enough to create the investments that's going on? When you look at it, I mean, no. How, who who would take up that challenge? And <laughs> although when you look at margin, it is yeah a yeah bit. margin <laughs> margin that, that's what makes us all exist. <laughs> but you've got to, if you don't drive the value to the customer, um, it's not it's going to be a very short game. And I'm very proud to say through the leadership of and and the team. You know, we've been around since 2004. So we're able to look at data sets, travel histories. Um, and this is why we're, we're so encouraged by new destinations approaching us to say, well, how do we look at it? You know, and that's what goes back to our first point of the call, regulatory infrastructure, capital maximization, um, the market niche definition. This helps determine next steps um, for all of us toward forecasting a better business and better value. And with that investment that, that you guys have made, um, and of course, let's remind everybody, December uh, 9 through 12, it's St. Thomas at Yacht Haven Grand. Correct. Um, and if you go to IGYMarinas.com, you can find out more information about how to bring your boats, et cetera. But I mean, as, as you've been mentioning, IGY is, is, has been become famous for investments and, and investing in the experience. You recently acquired a new facility in Miami, and have now become the one of the very first foreign trade zone uh, facilities here 
um, in South Florida. And, and so what, how, what would that mean to somebody, say a yacht broker or somebody that is looking to sell their boat or to move a vessel in, in terms of using that, that capital asset down here in South Florida? Yeah. And it, th- this leads to, uh, um, from a standpoint of just giving clarity to the audience, we manage the marina in, in Miami. We manage the marina yes. in Miami, Yacht Haven, Grand Miami, formerly Island Gardens. And it is an incredible destination. Um, and you'll see, as we've discussed on this call, destination management. Miami is an epicenter of yachting. And that marina is the brand leader, um, I would say, in South Florida um, for delivering service. Now, to Kitty's point, we've taken that a step further. Um, Yacht Haven Grand Miami is, a foreign tra- is now a foreign trade zone. And that, to, to give you sort of a high-level approach to this, this benefits companies that import foreign, foreign merchandise, companies that export imported merchandise, marinas and shipyards, manufacturers, and third-party um, logistics providers. Now, how does that benefit the industry? In Yacht Haven Grand Miami, with specific docks designated as a foreign trade zone, we can reduce and eliminate importation. We can reduce or eliminate importation costs. You can move the vessel up for four months without paying import duties. Um, it's for show a foreign flag vessel. You can show a foreign flag vessel to U.S. owners. That's very important. You can show for sale Correct. to American buyers. Correct. And which the- traditionally in a normal place, as everybody knows, and unless you're under a boat show bond or in a boat show scenario, that foreign flag vessels cannot be shown for sale to what we've already established is the number one buyer of, of super yachts here in the United States, but now at Island Gardens in Miami, um, that it now because of the foreign trade zone, and that's not an easy process. So that was no. an investment on your part. Yeah, and you'll keep hearing the word investment, but we look at as return to the customer uh, from that standpoint. And I know our time's sort of advancing, so I want to make cover anything that you guys wanted to sort of look at. So I'm, I'm back on the kitty, the, the kitty timing mechanism, but I didn't want to cover <laughs> any areas from that. But yes. To make it short, Yacht Haven Grand Miami is the ultimate mini boat show all year round. So if you're looking to showcase a vessel to um, U.S. buyers or look at some niche um, refit, um, when I say refit, I mean within the context of what's allowed at the marina, it's an amazing opportunity to drive business. And it's close because we had RMK Merrill Stevens on the show a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There are some, there are refit facilities in the lo- in the area in that destination. It's easy as pie to get in and out of Miami International Airport. And as Bert said, it's a it's an absolutely spectacular location for a marina facility. Um, and and super excited that you guys are running it. But it is a nice opportunity now to be able to allow vessels for sale not just at a boat show time. So if there's any brokers that are out there listening right now and you need a place to come show them um, to American buyers here in the States, mm-hmm. make sure you go to IGYMarinas.com. Um, <laughs> I, I have a <laughs> or you can find them at question. U.S. Super Yacht Association. Anna, it, yeah, go ahead. Sort of looking at, you know, we've, we've seen changes, for example, this season in the Mediterranean there's like a, there's Malta is like quite a hot spot. Sicily's doing very well. Croatia has been a very popular destination. Great. France, as you know, have had a, a tougher time in the past year. I'm sort of wondering whether um, there have you've seen those sort of changes happening in the Caribbean. I've heard quite a bit of talk about 
Bermuda actually coming up, which hadn't been so much a super yacht destination, but they're very much kind of entering in. It's sort of a curiosity of the changes you've seen in the Caribbean market. Yeah, it, it, the enticement its a, it, the enticement for the market is there with an understanding. Uh, many of the, I've, I've been to Bermuda, they've actually experimented um, with approaching all angles of, of the super yacht market uh, in that sense, of course, you know, with America's Cup and, and all angles from that side. What is important for destinations just to understand toward building that is what is their regulatory process, which goes to what we discussed first on the call, which is, can you get the boat back? How do you operate a business from a charter angle? And I think those are key questions to ask because without the paperwork, you're asking the customer to jump through hoops. And when you ask a customer to jump through hoops, it is not an easy process. So for all destinations across the globe that we work with, we first have to understand is, are you able to deliver consistency of regulatory rules, environment, structure that allows a captain, a family office, or an owner to understand what they're doing in entering your waters? And I think that's where, uh, from a global perspective, for us to grow the industry, we have to make, imagine if you were crossing state lines, you had to pull over, or, well, of course, in, in Europe, it's, it's a little different context, but any hindrances to the customer. Once you lose sight of that, boats will not be on your docks. And that's what we've shined to do. What we have achieved through making regulatory, an approach to a destination easy with what I've said before, from building a true destination management cycle than just making a marina. And I know we're going to have Bermuda on in the next in the next couple of weeks, and they are addressing those very things. We've been meeting with them with USSA to kind of help drive that message because they've always traditionally been a sport fish destination versus a super yacht destination. So there's a lot of cool things happening there. So we'll we'll be chatting about that. But uh, but we're super excited about the the new you know Caribbean Charter Yacht Show at the Yacht Haven Grand in St. Thomas this year, December 9th through the 12th. Yep. And to thanks so much to Bert Fowles and IGY Marinas, um, who's a, he's a big supporter of not only the industry, but I always am like trying to feverishly <laughs> write down all the notes from these, from these, these numbers calls, because they're always so interesting. So we will be having it up as a, um, a podcast on uh, yachtcast.me and also on the, USSA's uh, a YouTube channel as well. So later date, you'll be able to kind of rewind Bert and uh, get all that information for you, whatever you need. But thank you so very much, Bert, for joining us on this call. And I know we'll have, we'll, we'll have you back to talk about it as we get closer about this new show. It has been a regret pleasure. with thank having you. Bert on the show is it reminds me of how little I know. <laughs> um, it's actually astounding. They should have you in the Smithsonian, Bert. And you no, just... no, no. Trust me, there are sharper minds than me, and I, I give credit to the team. Um, they, they're the ones who really support me. Um, but I, I'm the mouthpiece, which is either good or bad, depending on your day. But and thank he has you for that. Fabulous radio voice that's just fantastic. <laughs> he, so. he does, and he's good for TV as well. In fact, <laughs> I know. If I could clear up one little thing, because his memory is a little bit askew. It was actually Maeve who met him first at the Fort Lauderdale show. 
And she came back to say, I've met this fantastic guy. And I could see it in her eyes. And I looked over her shoulders and I saw Bert. And I thought, hold on a second. I got to get him. Wait a minute. Because I got a relationship. <laughs> who's, that? who's this guy? And I went who's over there rolling my sleeves up. I was ready for a tussle. And I came back going, my God, he's a lovely guy. And I, and <laughs> I think she was getting me. You are all too kind, um, and thank you. Uh, it is a pleasure. And I, 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 just to leave on this note, thank you for all you do for the industry, um, to Kitty and Supriar Radio. Um, like I said, the company, we do not have a corporate voice, and in some ways, maybe that's a good thing. But I am very proud to support Supriar Radio and the USSA, and you make our industry better. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Bert. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Bye, guys. We wish you all a wonderful weekend and thanks so much for joining us. You can find this information on USS, USSuperyacht.com or IGYMarinas.com. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bert. Great to have you. And thank you for tuning in for Update USSA this week, wherever you are in the world. Stay well, stay safe. This is Super Yacht Radio.